With the first pick, the Carolina Panthers select Cam Newton, quarterback, Auburn. Touchdown, Carolina Panthers. The Carolina Panthers select Luke Keekley. Keekley, touchdown. The Carolina Panthers select Darnold Tulelay. Kelvin Benjamin. Kelvin Benjamin got a touchdown. With the eighth pick, the Carolina Panthers have selected Kristen McCaffrey. The Carolina Panthers are on the clock. Live from Bank of America Stadium, it's time to break down the Panthers NFL Draft. The 2017 NFL Draft has officially wrapped up. I'm Libby Wiesman, alongside my co-host John Halpin, NFL analyst, and Panthers insider Mike Kraft will join us in just a minute. Now, we finally know who the seven draft picks are for the Carolina Panthers. John, I want to get your thoughts on those seven picks. Uh, versatility seems to be a popular word around here this week. Uh, the, the first two picks were certainly versatile. We talked a lot about them. Swiss Army Knives. Swiss Army Knives, that's right. Um, there are some other ones today. Taylor Moten's going to basically be able to fill in in some spots on the line, even though he's going to be a tackle. And Taylor um, told me today they technically see him as more of the right tackle side. Right, that's true. Um, and round six, we're going to talk about Alex Arma later, but that, that guy is an interesting story. Mike, when you look at those names up there on the, on the graphic, what, what are some of your initial thoughts? Well, the underlying theme to all these draft picks, and General Manager Dave Gettleman talked about it in his press conferences, all these guys are coachable. And when you go through this draft process and the scouts are out there gathering information and looking at film and meeting these guys, they come back and say, hey, you need to look at this guy. And then the coaches have, over the last few months, getting to know some of these players, especially in those private workouts. And one thing they come back saying is, you know what, I want this guy in my room. I want to coach this guy every day. And when you go down this list, every coach on this team has a, who has a draft pick We'll have a guy that fits into his room. He's able to coach him, and it's just like being given a, a lump of clay to mold and develop. And these guys love coaching. We have a great staff of teachers. Well, let's go first to day one and talk a little bit about the number one pick, Christian McCaffrey, who went eighth overall in the draft. This is a guy who is the definition of a Swiss Army knife. He can run, he can catch, he can return. Mike, I believe you called him a quadruple threat guy. John, when you look at those numbers and you, knowing what Christian McCaffrey can do, how exciting is it to know that the Panthers have this type of weapon on offense? Very exciting. The one thing about him is he's so he can kick, punts, catch the ball, but because he can do so many things, he probably doesn't get enough credit for what a good runner he is. Dave Gettleman, not a guy prone to hyperbole, compared him to Curtis Martin, a Hall of Famer the other night. Talk as about a, some high praises. Right, as a between-the-tackles runner, which you look at a guy like McCaffrey, not so big. You don't necessarily think of him that way, but he is. He's a high-intelligent guy, too, Mike. I mean, what are your thoughts about Christian? Well, I like to steal a line from Brian Strickland last night when he said that the Panthers' offense is not an evolution. It's a revolution, and Christian McCaffrey is the guy you want at the head of that revolution. He comes in a quality guy. Our wide receivers coach, Lance Taylor, coached him, was his position coach at Stanford. That's well known, and he vouched for this young man, and I think everybody on this staff who has met him sees a lot of Luke, Luke Keekley qualities in Christian McCaffrey, and not only is he here to be a talented football player, but down the road he will develop as one of these core leaders on this team that they desperately need. Well, we could spend all afternoon talking about the type of player Christian McCaffrey is, but here's what he had to say when he addressed the media. It was cool when I came. I like that. Well, I think one, you know, I played in a pro-style offense at Stanford, you know, and I think we 
we run power, we run gap scheme more than anybody in the country. And so I'm, I'm, I'm a vet as far as, you know, knowing the blocking scheme and all that, all that goes. And it's, you know, it's different once you get to the NFL. Um, but I, you know, I put in a lot of work in film study. You know, if I'm not playing football, I'm preparing to play football. You know, that's kind of how I, I view my life. And so, uh, you know, I, to, to be able to learn and uh, to begin studying uh, at this level with a, with a great team is, is pretty cool to me. One thing I've noticed about Christian is how smart he is. And it's, it's funny to hear him say he just wants to continue to learn and he wants to learn more. That says wonders about a guy, especially coming into the NFL. It does. I mean, he, he says he seems to say and do all the right things as far as being a smart guy. You know, he went to Stanford. I guess we're going to assume that he's a pretty smart guy, but comes from a family. His dad was an NFL player. Um, his uncle was a big time college basketball player, final four guy. He, he, he's going to come in and be polished like that, you'd think, but he, he's he's checked all the boxes so far anyway. I talked with Sam Mills the third earlier this morning, and he told me when he heard McCaffrey speak in his press conference, he was absolutely floored with how smart he, this guy is and how well he just got it. Mike, you would agree? Oh, yeah. Everybody who's met him in this building knows this is a quality young man from a good family. And he, as I said before, he's the type of guy who is going to be a core team player and I think as we go throughout this draft that's a common theme. Now let's go into the day two draft picks and talk about wide receiver Curtis Samuel out of the Ohio State University. Curtis Samuel another Swiss Army knife a guy that can do so much but has been told they primarily want to see him in the slot. John. Yeah the receiving core here has been big. You know we talked a lot about the, the last two years we're here we heard the, the phrase catch radius a lot things like that. Now it's a little different. There's a lot of speed added, and Curtis Samuel is certainly the fastest guy among them. And John, when he catches the ball, as you see here, he has that rack. Run after the catch. And you can throw a, a pass behind the line of scrimmage and get eight or nine yards on a play. That moves the chains, and I'll correct this from last night. Four plus four plus four is what? There you go. A first down. A first down. <laughs> these, these guys, you talk about moving chains. McCaffrey and, and Samuel, they're not necessarily four plus four plus four guys. They're, they're take it to the house guys, too. Exactly. And especially when you have guys put moving the defense like Kelvin Benjamin and also Greg, Greg Olson, these teams will have a tough time figuring out how to cover up a slot guy that runs a 4-3, that runs a 4-4. I don't remember many safeties going today that had that type of speed. You're going to see some defenses do some crazy things to try to slow this team down. Curtis Samuels was asked about Christian McCaffrey, and here's what he had to say. Christian, he's a, you know, he's a great player. You know, I've seen him play uh, many times. Great athlete, great player. You know, he does it all. Uh, receiver, you know, receiver, running back. You know, we, I do the similar things, you know, same thing. So just for us to have that combination is great. He can line up outside and I line up in the backfield. Or he line up in the backfield, I line up outside. So, you know, just to have that combination of guys that can do a lot, you know, confuse the defense a little bit. I mean, I feel like that's going to be great. He's some nice colors right here. Feeling that Carolina blue now. But the bucket hat got to be the favorite, though. I got to go throw on the bucket hat for the camera one time. I think I look good, don't I? It's amazing. You know, I get to see your name on the NFL locker. You know, something you always dreamed of. Wow. Dream come true right here. Got to make the most of it now. Curtis Samuel wasn't the only new Panther in the building today. Taylor Moten and Dejon Hall were both in the building as well. All three got to get tours of the locker room. 
get step foot on Bank of America Stadium property. You see Taylor Moten leading the trio of them into the locker. And you guys, let me point out his locker location in between guards, Andrew Norwell and Trey Turner. He got pretty lucky with that one. That's a good spot for a young man to be right there amidst those two great offensive linemen. Both of those guys came in and contributed as young players. And if Moten can come in and kind of duplicate that success, it will provide some depth on that offensive line. Well, let's go ahead and talk about Taylor Moten first, the offensive tackle out of Western Michigan. This is a guy who is big. He has a lot of size on his side or on his side. John, when you look at those numbers and kind of have seen a little bit about this guy, what are your first initial thoughts? Yeah, well, the, the scouting reports, you know, Mike talked about it earlier, uh, big long arms, basically be able to keep defensive linemen at length. He, he, it looks like he's going to be able to play. He's going to start at right tackle, but he might be able to play some guard, too. He's going to add to, again, the versatility. 34 and 1 8 inch sleeve. That's a long arm, and, and, and just from mechanics alone, he's able to get his hands on a defensive lineman. I was down there on the fence at the Senior Bowl with Ray Brown, offensive awesome. line coach, and he looked at this guy, and he talked about when he got his hands on a defensive lineman, it was a wrap. And you say you bring him as a, at a tackle, but he's played guard. And nowadays, you have to have guys that can play every position on that line, as we found out last season. I had a chance to go down to the locker room and speak with Moten today, and here's what he had to say. I guess my intelligence, uh, uh, I'm a really good pass protector as well as, you know, run blocker. So I feel like someone who can, you know, do anything that the coach has asked me to do. And you know, I think my versatility helps me a lot. So I, f I feel like a... I feel like I'm at home here. I feel like I'm a good fit. So, what have Coach Matsko and Coach Ray Brown told you about where they see you fitting in with this line? Uh, right now, they want me to play right tackle so far. So that's what I've been. That's what I'm going to get going and, and working all the pass sets I can do. You know, run block stuff. Whatever they tell me I can do extra, I'm going to do it. So. The final day two draft pick was Deshaun Hall out of Texas A&M, another physical guy, a defensive end. This is something you know the defensive coaches are extremely excited about, this kind of guy and what he can contribute to this defense. John? Yeah, the thing about him is he, he played more outside linebacker, played more traditional defensive end this past season, and the Panthers seem to think he has the frame to carry more weight where he's going to be able to be more of an every-down player a little bit down the road. Yeah, when you start with a frame like that at 6'6", six, six, you know that he's in the weight room there you know you can build, and as he goes through a year in his weight program, he should turn into a quality defensive end. The other thing is, you look at the position he's in now. He's, he's in a, a room with Juice Peppers, Charles Johnson. He's being coached by two of the premier defensive line coaches in the league, Eric Washington and Sam Mills III. This is a great spot for a young defensive end. We thought the Panthers would go defensive end, and this guy's a candidate to go into the incubator and come out a quality, quality football player. Deshaun was a little emotional in his press con or his conference call last night, but I spoke with him this morning, and here's what he had to say. It's just very humbling, and uh, I feel like I'm a hard worker, and I just want to get down here and prove to, to these guys that I belong here. 30 minutes after you heard your name called, you were on your way to the airport from Seattle, getting here to Charlotte, stepping foot inside Bank of America Stadium. What are kind of your initial reactions? Uh, just, uh, just being in the NFL locker room is, is just surreal. I mean, I, I never really had opportunity except in Jerry's world when we played, but uh, it's, just, it's just an unreal moment for me. What would you say some of your strengths are as a lineman? I mean, I, I give I give a tremendous amount of effort. And I, I play hard, and, uh, and I, I'm, not, I'm not scared to hit. I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm a violent player, so you'll get a hard worker from me. 
Day three of the NFL draft just finally wrapped up just a few hours ago. The Panthers came away with three picks from Saturday. Corn Elder, a cornerback out of Miami. Alex Arma, who's going to be a fullback for the Panthers out of West Georgia. And Harrison Bucker, a kicker who was taken with the final pick for the Carolina Panthers. I want to talk about Corn Elder first, the cornerback. John, initial thoughts on this guy. Some people kind of have compared him to Captain Munnerlyn. Yep. Uh, he'll be a slot corner. The, the best line I read about him was, doesn't realize he's undersized. It's a guy who's 5'10", well, 183, but it, it sounds like he's going to stick his nose in and, and not be afraid to hit people. I believe he said, watch my tape when people <laughs> questioned his size. Yeah, yeah and, and watch his workouts, too, because when I went back and looked at his workouts, the thing that impressed me was his ability to flip his hips. That's almost a lost art in this day and age with kids sitting around playing video games growing up. They, you know, they don't do hopscotch and jumping jacks, all that stuff. But this young man can flip his hips and go to the ball. I'm going to have a prime example of that coming up a little bit later. Let's Hop talk about, oh, go Hops ahead. Hopscotch? Did he just throw a hopscotch reference in there? Oh, yeah. All right. That's impressive. That's, that's dated. You, you don't know about it. <laughs> With the 192nd pick, the Panthers took Alex Arma, who played three positions in college. We alluded to it earlier that this is kind of a fun and unique story, but he's going to be a fullback for the Panthers. He is. He was a, let's see, he was an all-conference first-team defensive end and second-team tight end. He's going to play full, but we saw stuff on him earlier. He was covering kicks. He was blocking on kicks. He, he was catching balls at tight end. He was all over the place. I got a little insider knowledge on this young man because one of my coaching buddies actually coached against him. He was coaching at Miles College and they played West Georgia and he told me their scouting report said you can't block this guy, run away from him. The only problem there, guys, is when you ran away from him, he has the type of desire to make every play. He just went over there and made tackle just, as, yeah. just the same. And, and when he blocked people, he looked like he was just mauling them. You know, one of those you know, bury people into the ground blocks. You got to love this type of guy. We yep. heard Gettleman say he was physical and, and obviously no the film doesn't lie. And finally, with a 233rd pick, the Panthers took kicker Harrison Butker out of Georgia Tech to bring in some competition. This is a guy who had a pretty solid percentage of being a pretty accurate kicker. His Twitter handle is at buttkicker87, by the way. We had to you have to like right off the bat. Yep. Um, yeah, he, he was a really good kicker at Georgia Tech, getting his degree in industrial engineering a next Saturday. So we have industrial engineering, another one getting an MBA, and another one going to Stanford. Yeah. They're, they're some pretty smart draft picks. Hashtag the Butker did it. The <laughs> But um, bum. Let's see how that takes off. All right, let's take a recap of all of the Carolina Panthers 2017 NFL draft picks. You see right there two in round two. We saw obviously at the top the two Swiss Army Knights with Christian McCaffrey, Curtis Samuel finishing with Harrison Butker. And we'd like to welcome on digital reporter Bill Voth. How you doing? I'm, no? I'm still recovering from Mike's joke. That was funny. It was pretty good. It was you good. Like that? Yeah. That, right. that was pretty good. So who got all these guys in their mock drafts, right? All the hours and time people have spent in their mock drafts over the last few months. We had these, right? I had these all guys? of them. I, yeah. Every how many of us had Harrison Bucker as the kicker in the 233rd pick? I don't know. I mean, would you have had a better chance of guessing him or Alex Arma? Oh, I yeah. actually had Probably both. Okay. You had both. You had Alex Arma. You were watching I a lot of West Georgia games. I, I have a magic eight ball that I was yeah. just shaking, yeah. kind of doing all of that. Bill, with these first two picks, with Christian McCaffrey and Curtis Samuel both being such Swiss Army knives, We've talked about how this Panthers offense wants to evolve. How do they play into that? I think this is the most fascinating storyline coming out of this draft, not just here, but I think around the NFL. I know that sound, might sound a little extreme, but I think the Panthers, you know, Ron had that, that uh, thing a couple years ago when he talked about being relevant. The Panthers after this draft, a lot of people are looking at them like, wow, this, 
This is something exciting they've done because what they've done, what they're doing, it's this chess, this game of chess that coaches play with each other. And when we saw them with Shaq a couple of years ago, and a, kind of a positionless player, a guy where people, you know, the, the old school people don't know where to fit a guy, and, and some teams didn't know what to make of that. Well, the Panthers knew what they were doing there, and, and they were kind of on ahead of a trend. And now so many teams are doing that. Offenses now have to counter, right. and the way they're going to counter is with positionless players like McCaffrey and Samuel. And so it's going to be fascinating to see how this all plays out. And the Falcons are one of those teams that have done that on defense a little bit. Yeah, and so now it's like, so it's all about mismatches. And that's what Ron just talked about, Ron Rivera talked about in his, as they just wrapped up uh, the, the, the draft right there and the, how, yeah, this is exactly what was on their mind. So if a defense is doing this and now the offense is in a mismatch, how can you send your guys out there? So now it's just not two tall guys like Kelvin and Devin and then say Greg Olson. Well, now you've got Kelvin out there, Greg Olson's out there. And then McCaffrey and Samuel, and so no one really on defense now knows what's going on when defenses last year had a much better idea what the Panthers were going to throw out there in offense. Uh, a little earlier, you asked Dave Gettleman, you, you mentioned that they checked off a lot of boxes. Mm -hmm. Is there a box you sort of expected them to check off that they didn't? Well, that, that's a good question, but so I think, yeah, you could, you could say, say tight end, you could say safety, but out of all these other boxes, would, would you say they shouldn't have done that, right? So I think all of these are, are fair boxes to mm -hmm. have checked off. All of these, is, in, I think we would have said they had uh, needs in these positions. So while they weren't able to check off a tight end or a safety, what can you do? You only, you only have so many options, so you go forward from here. But I do think that this was one of those drafts where they're going to say and they're going to think that, yeah, they took their best players where they wanted to, but then they also got a lot done. It was very productive in checking off those boxes. And they didn't have to do something like last year where they had to spend three picks on one position. Do you find it fascinating that a lot of these picks are what you're calling these positionless picks in terms, you know, obviously with Christian McCaffrey and Curtis Samuel, but with Deshaun Hall, he can kind of move around on that line. Like you said earlier, kind of that linebacker now kind of transitioning into the defensive end. Alex Arma, who has played three positions in college. Obviously, the Panthers worked him out as a fullback, but not targeting, say, a wide receiver who is a wide receiver, going for something a little bit more flexible. It's funny, you know, in most jobs these days, the more you can do, the better. That's what it's become in the NFL now. And we hear this all the time at training camp to make the 53-man roster. The more you can do, like, can you play on special teams? That betters your chance of making Right, but roster. this now has become, so it's, it's, it's this whole new definition of the more you can do. You never expected the first-round pick to have to do more than just one thing. Well, now this one is going to be expected to do three things. And, and so, yeah, we, I think we've known in this Dave Gettleman regime that uh, guys on the offensive line playing multiple positions are valued. But now we're seeing through this draft that it's not just the offensive line. It's not just Shaq Thompson. They're looking at other positions, too. And the more you can do, even as starters in traditional positions, the better it's going to be for the team. So we've heard a lot the last couple of days about how Christian McCaffrey is this running back who can, who can slot out or, or play wide. Curtis Samuel's a wide receiver who might be in the backfield sometimes. Jonathan Stewart, he's, he's probably, yeah. hey, I'm right here. What do you think these moves do for Jonathan Stewart? It might take a little bit of the load off of him. They're, the Panthers are really good when Jonathan Stewart gets 20-plus carries a game. 
But as we know, that's, that's not ideal for most running backs. It's not ideal for a guy who just turned 30. So hopefully uh, giving Jonathan a little bit lighter load will obviously take some of uh, that, that wear off of him and uh, it'll save him a little bit. And so I think he will. I think, you know, some guys, if you, if you take some of their carries away from him, I think they would be upset about it. But I see Jonathan embracing this, really. Bill, we appreciate, as always, your insight. We're about to take a quick break, and when we come back, Panthers insider Mike Kraft will be on the big board breaking down some serious plays. film on YouTube but let's step away from the highlights a little bit because when you start talking about these players that the Panthers drafted you want to get behind the highlights and look at those little plays that matter a lot let's talk about Deshaun Hall the Panthers draft pick defensive end and when you look at his numbers he put up some solid numbers in his three to four seasons down there at Texas A&M one of the games that I like to look at anytime a team has played Alabama, I want to go look at that film to see how that guy performed. And when you perform against Alabama, one of the best teams in the country, we know one thing, you're a football player. So let's take a look at one of the first plays from this game. And here we see a young man who has discipline. Here he is at defensive end. And Alabama is going to run, they're in a pistol formation, and they're going to run an inside zone play and the quarterback is going to read the defensive end. And as we said, that's Deshaun Hall right there. Now, if he commits and comes down the line of scrimmage, then the quarterback is going to skip into the end zone. Let's walk, roll forward and look at this play because we see a young man who has those instincts, John, we talked about as a linebacker who can see and have good vision. Here he, he's patient and he gets out there and stops that run. From the end zone version, you'll get a good look at this because you'll be able to see here. Here he is right here on the defensive end, and we use that triangle to denote he's the read guy. Run it forward. You see the zone run. The offensive lineman go inside. Stop it here. Look at his vision. Got his eyes right on the mesh point, and the thing he's looking for is to see when that ball is pulled from the mesh point, and then he can come outside Roll it forward. Great patience here. So we know this guy has the intellect. Dave Gettleman talked about getting smart football players, and here's a prime example here of a player that plays with his head, not just his athleticism. Okay, as we roll forward on another play, here's one of the things that I know will get better. We can go ahead and roll. Hold on one second. See him right there. 
Watch this play and watch this get off. These tight ends are trying to scoop him. One thing he will have to become better at the point of attack is not accepting the blow, but delivering the blow to those uh, tight ends on this situation. You can see it better from the end zone version. And what they're trying to do is work a scoop block here where the second tight end come in will seal and hopefully provide a hole for the running back. Now, he does a great job rolling forward of making this play, but he could be a little more forceful there, bam, and keep his head up and get his eyes up, not have his head down. And I've seen Eric Washington go over this drill time and time again with his defensive lineman. He talks about violent hands and taking it to the offensive guy. Now, he's still able to make the play, so we know that's a football player right there. Now, there are some other clues and let, as we move forward. Let's go talk about our, our quarterback, Corn Elder. No corny jokes for me tonight, I promise. <laughs> but Corn Elder, a fine cornerback from Miami, as I mentioned earlier, has great hips, is able to turn and run. Let's go look at a play. And one of the clues you want to, to the questions you want to answer, does this guy love football? And here is a play where he shows an example of his desire to play the game. Okay, first of all, look at where he starts on this play. And I'll, I'll give it away, plot kill here. Dalvin Cook is going to take this handoff, and he is going to take off down the sideline. All of these players over here have missed tackles and not in position to make the tackle. I want you to watch this young man, Corn Elder. Go ahead and run, run this play forward. Just simple lead play off the left side, and he's off to the races. We know Dalvin Cook is a great stopper here. We know he's a great football player. If Corn Elder had any hesitation about getting into the play on the other side of the field, we know this is going for a touchdown. Watch here, comes in, makes the tackle, and I tell you what, he timed well, but it's not just his speed, it is what, John? His desire. And he ran what, probably with the cross field, 80, 90 yards on Probably. that play to get him? Probably. I mean, that was a quick getting across. I mean, that was quick for him to get across the field like that. That's a great play. Well, now we're going to talk about Alex Arma. And uh, here's an interesting piece of tape because we talked about him being <laughs> a, a freak athletically. Wait, I, I have to ask, where'd you find hey, this video? Hey, I talked about Magic Johnson last night. That's right. Went on YouTube. Showtime. And pulled this clip. It's showtime. Go ahead, let him rip. If there's anything anybody Get needs ready, to judges. Know. You're going to have to give this a score. Nice. Ooh, that's okay. He's 6'2", right? That's your new fullback at 6'2". Look, back in the day, I used to throw it down like that. Y'all believe that, oh right? Oh, my gosh. There's, the I, there's the some. No. Look, we didn't have YouTube back then, but I used to go up. Uh, Fans need to know how much Mike Kraft loves okay. YouTube. Look at that. Now, you think this is something. Check this out. See, you always look for clues. I can do that. I you're, can do it. You always look I for clues. I legitimately can. <laughs> look, Dave Gettleman, Ron Rivera, those scouts do a great job of coaching. Jeff Bethard was the scout who said, hey, you need to go take a look at this guy. And one thing we know, and I told you about the scouting report earlier, this guy is a football player, whether he's playing offense, defense, catching passes. And one thing I look for, he could be a core special teams guy because of that desire to get in the mix. Well, Alex Arma, I would challenge you to a back handspring competition, but your coaches would <laughs> probably kill me. So let's talk about what the other teams in the NFC South did during the draft this week. We'll talk. What do you want to talk about first? Do you want to talk with the Bucks? Do you want to talk about the NFC South as a whole? Okay, let's start at the bottom, okay? Okay. I don't want to insult anybody. All right. The Saints got Marshawn Lattimore. Fine. They're, they're, yeah, that they're was... not going to be very good. 
right? Ugh. They're the bottom of the barrel in this division, it looks like. They're going to score some points, though. The Falcons had an all-timer of an offensive season, but the first three years under Dan Quinn, they've spent their first and second round picks on defense. They are building a fast defense, positionless in some ways, as Bill referenced earlier. Duke Riley is one of those smaller linebackers. But the Bucks are what I want to talk about. They're they're going to be pretty scary. Yes. I think they're going to be a force to be wrecked. Or they're just going to be challenging in the NFC South to try and figure out how to stop them, especially on offense. But Mike Evans is there, probably one of the top, let's say, half dozen receivers in the league. They signed Deshaun Jackson, who adds speed. Now they bring in this monster tight end, O.J. Howard, who's, what, 6'6", 250, can outrun people. He's more like we'll a wide put receiver. put up mega numbers last year yes. in his final year at Alabama. This, uh, this is a scary situation. For, for everybody in the NFC South because Jameis Winston has a lot of weapons. John, I've been saying for years that there's an arms race, arms race going on in the NFC South. It all started back when Julio Jones came into this conference and everybody went out and got the big receiver. Now everybody, uh, you see what Atlanta's done, they're going in the opposite direction. They're trying to get ahead defensively to match what they have offensively. They have one of the most explosive offenses in the league. I dare say that what the Panthers did in free agency is a response to Atlanta's explosiveness. You have a defensive line with guys like Julius Peppers, Charles Johnson. You had the young man Deshaun Hall in there. You, you know, you have Mario Addison. You have guys who can get after the quarterback. And I'm sorry, Matt Ryan cannot find Julio Jones when he's staring up at the top of the Georgia Dome <laughs> or whatever they call it. New place. New place. The new right. place. Yeah, the new place. The new joint. All right. Well, we've been streaming live on Facebook Live all evening long, so let's take a look at some of the fan thoughts and comments. Yep. We, we thank you everybody for watching on Facebook and for commenting and all that. Uh, Gary James is our comment that we're going to use tonight. Says, I think this is a substantially sound draft for the Panthers with several players having experience in several positions. One having played alongside Miles Garrett. I'm seeing speed, vigor, strength and energy in these players who will add more flexibility to the team. The Panthers are going to be able to get real creative in the game. Hashtag keep pounding. Gary, we're going to get in touch with you soon. We're going to ship out one of these hats. We say you have another one tomorrow, but we're not here tomorrow. Did we're he use my tomorrow. hashtag? Which hashtag is that? The butt but, but, the but, the but, did it. Everybody no. start working on it. that. We'll get the hashtag going. Mike's, Mike loves hashtags. Ron Rivera said he was excited about the speed they added to this draft class. Let's hear what Gettleman had to say. You know, that's that's the ideal situation. I mean, again, it's, it's you know, when, when, you know, we've talked about it. We evaluate, you know, Ron sits down. You know, we all sit down together up there and after the season and we talk about, you know, our team and what, what our needs are. And, and uh, you know, the, the best thing for me is when I can come down here and look at you guys and say we didn't reach for anybody. And does this, does this draft check a lot of boxes? Yes. A few quick final things. You can now find the Carolina Panthers on iTunes for podcasts. All of these draft shows will be there along with Panthers Pulse, all of the press conferences. But you can find the Carolina Panthers now on iTunes. Thanks for sticking with us for all of your draft coverage. On behalf of Mike Kraft, John Halpin, and myself, thanks for watching. NFL draft, the Carolina Panthers have selected Kristen McCaffrey. This guy is a special, special human being. I love his patience. Finds the hole when he sees it north-south, he hits it, and he runs 4-4-8. This guy's a special, special guy that can affect the game in so many different ways. With the 40th pick, the 
Carolina Panthers select. Curtis Samuel, wide receiver, Ohio State. Curtis Samuel, that's two matchup nightmare running backs. This kid flies. He had eight rushing touchdowns. Six of them, he was untouched. With the 64, the Carolina Panthers select Taylor Moten, tackle Western Michigan. If you want someone that looks like a brick house, it is Taylor Moten. 6'5 and a quarter, 320 pounds. With the 77th pick, the Carolina Panthers select. Deshaun Hall, DN, Texas A&M. I think he's a really good, solid pick for Carolina.